So temptation. Tempta- we live in a world that is, um, I think, based very much on instant gratification. There are things that we want, and we get them. Now, much of that has been made uh, very easy um, by uh, credit. And I remember a stat once, and this was a few years back, but it was the average household in America had seven credit cards and an average debt of uh, $40,000. And that's, uh, it's kind of shocking, but we can, we get what we want. And um, we go out and we just, for the most part, we just get it. Um, and I'm very much one who looks and is concerned with, with our habits and our practices. Because I think our habits and our practices are the things that form us. Um, to be the people we are, to be communities that we are, and to, to show forth our character, our, our ethos. Which ethos is actually the root word of that word, ethics. And so... Um, I worry less about deciding what's right and what's wrong rather than deciding the people that we're meant to be. And there is, there's the root of, I think, of, of ethics, right? And so um, I've been convinced by what we call virtue ethics or communitarian ethics. Um, what does our, or what do we think um, our society should like what virtues are important, and then those are formed by our habits and our practices. And we've talked about that before in, in the midst of like things like talking about the seven deadly sins, and which are really vices, which are the sort of the opposite side of virtues. Um, so I, I worry about the practices that develop us because they form us into how is it that we respond, and so. We see ads and um, things on television, and we are very much conditioned to go, oh, I'm going to get that. Um, and having just come through the Christmas season, that, that massive sort of um, consumer blitz at the end of the year from uh, Halloween on, uh, essentially, um, where there's something there. And I, so I wonder what it is about, um, what is it that tempts us now? Because I'm not sure, to me I feel like when we talk about temptation and we begin to talk about um, what it is that tempts us, it's got to be something that pulls on our desire but that we resist in some way. Because I don't think it's temptation if it's thrown out before us and we just snatch it up. That's something else, and I, I, I haven't thought of exactly what that is yet, but um, there it is, right? Um, temptation, temptation plays with our desire. Um, it's interesting. I was watching a conversation around actually the word um, the devil, right? So Jesus is in the in the wilderness with the devil and uh, diabolo, and, and the root word there is um, is the verb balo, which is throw, right? And um, Dia is a, is a preposition, which means a lot of different things depending on which case you are in Greek. But so often, diabolo can, be, can mean the scatterer, right? And so, again, if we think about um, sin as that thing that separate, that seeks to 
push us away from each other, to scatter us, to move us apart, to break us out of the community that we are. Um, I think that's a, I think that's a really more nuanced vision than oftentimes you think of the devil with the pointing hooves and the tail and the horns and the, right. I mean, and that just that demon who's in uh, torturing people and and uh, souls in in hell. Um, it's the the scatterer. Um, how is it that we are scattered? Right. So so our story today is. Um, rooted with Jesus in the desert, um, right out of the waters of baptism, out into the desert, out into the wilderness. Um, He's there for 40 days and 40 nights, fasting and praying. Um, and, and And then the devil shows up. So here's my, here's, here's my thought. Um, I think very often, we go, oh, well, Jesus withstood the temptation of the devil because he's the son of God and he has some, has some divine um, power there. And I want to say, if Jesus only withstands the devil because he's divine, we're in a mess. We alone are, are, are kind of left alone without anything. Um, I will say, I think Jesus's uh, temptation and withstanding of temptation is a sign of his true humanity first. Um, is that sun? I'm looking at a slide over here. Um, his, his, uh, it's a matter of his humanity. Um, if his humanity, um, I mean, one, I don't know what it means to be divine um, and to be able to be tempted. I know that Humans, even in the garden, right, in, in, the, in the story of Adam and Eve, right, God says, just don't touch it. So there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's already set up some tension within our, within our freedom. Uh, don't do that. Or you can do anything, but don't do that, right? And surely enough, um, they are tempted by the serpent. And they don't withstand it. But... There's something there in, in their original state, in hum, humans' original state, that allows for temptation. Um, if Jesus' divine self is tempted, um, his divine nature is tempted, I don't know what that is. I think it's, it's a matter of his human nature. Precisely because he goes out into the desert, right? And for 40 days and 40 nights, he fasts and prays. And in the fasting and the praying... Is the strength there um, that he finds, to, I think, to withstand the devil, right? He, he fasts and prays, and then the devil shows up. Um, God gives us practices and habits to withstand temptation. So I don't want to make it sound like it's all on us. Um, like, we have to withstand temptation. Um, but God gives us ways and um, things to do that help us avoid temptation or to withstand it. So, um, over the past, um, well, two years, I'd say, Candace and Doman here have, have got me uh, 
finally to uh, look at Reddit, and I finally asked, asked the question on Reddit, and I said, hey, I'm a pastor, and I, um, I'm curious, what have you been tempted, and what, have you with, what are you most proud that you have withstood the temptation, um, and where, do you, where did you feel like you got that sense of ability to withstand it? I got seven replies. I was, I was really happy. Um, it's not much, but it was... Um, probably not a shock. Almost all of the... I mean, probably four or five of the responses were about, about withstanding temptation of sex. Like, well, okay. Another one was drugs. Um... Actually, there were two drug ones, although also another guy said, and uh, the same guy who said that he withstood drugs even though it was all around him all his life. And then, but one Lent, he said, or last Lent, he totally gave up processed sugar. I'm like, oh, okay. He says, but it helped him knowing that Lent was just a, it was a real defined time period, and he knew he could go back to that. So that was, uh, the one I found the most interesting, though, it was a sex one, and it said, oh, guys, he was very, very much going after women at all the time, always putting them up on it. He allowed them to have power over them. And so it was his thing of always entering into it because that's what he thought he had to do. And finally, he just quit. And he said, what, what made you quit? He says, science, philosophy, and knowing that, finally realizing that their power over them was nothing compared to sort of just being his own person. And I said, you know, that's, I think that's part of something there that, we are human beings, and we have some ability. Because he wasn't necessarily religious. He was not... And I think there are lots of non-religious people who withstand uh, temptations all the time. And so um, I can't just say that it's God alone who, who keeps us from temptation. Because if we're always going, okay, God... Don't let me eat that donut. I'm on a diet. I'm, I don't want to be tempted by that donut. Don't let me eat. And I, we eat the donut anyway, right? Is that God's fault or our fault? God has given us some ability to say no on our own, under our own willpower. There are forces that seek to sway us. There are forces that seek to... I mean, sin is that great divider. I think it's one of those things um, that can take root in ourselves and manifest its ways, whether we overeat or whether we're... um, Sexual temptations or whether it's drugs or whether it's uh, greed. We always find those things that that sort of draw us out uh, and away from others. So God gives us ways to combat that. Um, Our... Some of us have stronger willpower than others in areas. Some of us can develop disciplines. Um, The fasting and the prayer and the um, acts of charity for others. In in the midst of the works of mercy, um, a new life is open for us. Because temptation is always about us getting what we want. The instant sort of self-gratification and When we are baptized, we are brought into a community that turns away from the navel-gazing 
and outward to others. Um, following the example of Christ, who lives his life for others, um, who gives his life for others, opens us up. In waters of baptism, we're united with him, and it, it connects us to a new reality, a new way of looking thing, at looking at things. So that as he continues to give himself to us in the, in the meal at the altar, um, we can give ourselves to others. And so by engaging in those practices that turn us away from ourselves and for others, I think has real and important um, ways for redefining who we are, redefining our ethos, um, so that ourselves in the midst of our community, of the church, can be the people who God intends us to be. We can be the people that God opens up, that we can say no to ourselves, die to ourselves. It's very much uh, rooted in, in Paul's language um, about dying to our old self. We may raised up to live a new life, to say no to the things that separate us from God, and to say yes to the things that draw us closer to him and to one another. Thanks be to God. Amen.